Hey, this is Ben from the Goalie's Anxiety at the Penalty Kick, and this is Beyond the Static. When everyone's all gone Turns out they took the first night Oh
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is your boy, D-Wayne. Thank you for tuning in to the Beyond the Static podcast, the podcast introducing you to your next favorite band. New episodes premiere Thursdays at 7 a.m. Eastern. You can catch me on Spotify, YouTube, and the show's host slash sponsor, Anchor. This week's guests are Ben and Alyssa, who prove that I can get through an interview smitten and distracted. From Philly Slowcore standouts to goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick. All right. The goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick. Thank you for joining me here on Beyond the Static. Really happy to be here. So, um, I always start off, uh, asking introduce yourselves a little bit about the band how you all got started and um how how this all came together uh so i'm ben i sing and play the guitar in the goalie hey i'm Alyssa. uh i play the drums and the bells in the goalie sometimes i play other things but not often Ben, you can take it away as far as uh, how the band started. Yeah. Um, so started started playing together in like, I guess it would have been 2018. Um, just practicing some songs that I demoed out that summer. Our first show was January of 2019. And then... Um, yeah, spent most of most of that early year working on what would become Ways of Hearing, the the record that we put out in late 2020, um, which is a long time. It feels like a long time for for a record, but um, obviously the pandemic and everything made uh, made production a little bit different than it than it might otherwise have been. Yeah, we. I mean, we started as like. Uh, I guess a four piece was like the, the first iteration of the goalie myself, uh, Becky who plays keyboard, Sean who plays guitar and Alyssa on drums. And then added a couple, um, Mike on bass and Anna on violin in early 2019, um, tracked the record over at headroom in Philly mixed mastered, uh, put it out. And, and here we are. Um, Sean was planning on being here today. I think he's actually the one with whom you were corresponding over email, but he, uh, he forgot he had a dentist appointment this morning. So he, he messaged our group chat this morning being like, uh, my mouth hurts. I can't talk. <laughs> so, uh, he sends his best though. That's, that's so funny actually, because the first interview I scheduled for, um, 2021, I forgot that I had a dentist appointment that morning <laughs> that day too. So I had to I had to reschedule and push it back. Yeah, most kinds of doctors appointments, I think that you could probably do your do a podcast interview afterwards. Um but not the dentist though. Uh I think no. he I mean if we had asked him to, he probably would have he probably would have hopped on and just kind of like mumbled through an hour, but I, I don't know exactly what he had done. 
Uh, it's it's ne- it's never not painful when you go to the dentist. Like even like the regular cleanings, I don't know. I have like a tight jaw too, so they're always like open up wider, wider, wider. So by the time I leave the dentist, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I, I have honest- that too. I'm like, stop! I can't open it up any wider. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I uh, I need a dentist. So if you are listening to this to this podcast and you are a dentist, uh, please uh, tweet at us at the goalie band. <laughs> Let me know <laughs> you're taking appointments. I'll give you I'll give you a recommendation after after the after <laughs> Thank the show. you. Yeah. We're not doing any official plugs right now. <laughs> All right. So um, I listened to the record and I honestly didn't know what to expect because the term slow core is, is relatively new to me. Like I've only heard it in the last couple of months. Um, I literally have one friend who's just been talking about that genre for like the last couple months. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, so that was one of the first things, like when I saw that Azure description, I was like, all right, let me check this, like, like let me check this band out. They're from Philly too. Um, for those who are listening, who aren't quite familiar with the genre, um, how would you describe it? Like, or like what, what it like means to you guys. Alyssa, do you want to take this one? You know more about music than I do. Um, I know less about slowcore. Uh, I also have no idea what slowcore means, but you know, it sounds like it fits for us. Um, but I'd say the thing that our band does really well that I like is we do a lot of like slow builds. A lot of our songs are just like, doing the same thing and then we layer on like one little extra piece and then layer on one little extra piece and we think about like how the song is building all the way through and that like we love you i think is a great example of this like we just build and build and build and then we reach this like orchestral cinematic climax and then we fade out again i feel like that's what we do so it's like a long slow build a uh, slow slow game and it's sad that's the other thing i would say it sounds sad yeah i mean that that pretty much fits with what i know i mean the first bands i think of when when hearing slowcore as a descriptor are like uh chris is weird red red house painters codeine duster um mostly like 90s stuff i don't know of that many bands around right now that that I would describe as slowcore bands. I guess low are still active, though I've not kept up with them in in a little while. Um, as far as like what what is a slowcore song, I don't I don't know. Um, I I know that we we very very rarely play at a tempo above like eighty. <laughs> um, I I know that. Uh, I mean, the way I like to describe it is like, if we can write a song that is long, but that doesn't feel its length, uh, that's kind of what what I'm going for in a lot of the goalie songs. Like, um, We Love You So Much, which Alyssa just mentioned, is like, like a seven minute song. Um, 
But I don't, I, I know that coming from me, this doesn't mean quite as much, but I don't think it feels like a seven minute song or like, it doesn't feel like, oh my God, can you wrap it up already? And I, I don't know, I guess that's what I think of as like a slow chord song. Yeah, I was going to um, comment on that from the beginning because I, I listened to the record and, you know, a lot of a lot of bands when they play like really slow or like those really kind of like droning songs like you get that like oh my god when is this going to be over you guys do a great job like a really good job of of keeping the tempo low and like kind of keeping everything i guess like monotone but not boring like those layers like like every time it feels like every time you're just about to be like all right like I get it. Like something new pops on, and you're like, "Oh, it's so good." I like I I'm a big fan of 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 that aspect of your of your music. Um. So how involved are all the members in in the writing? Like, does it like what's the process like for for your band in particular? The process is typically, or it has typically been that like, I'll demo something out uh, on some, you know, on GarageBand or Logic or some phone app or something like that. Uh, I'll send it to everyone within, or I, I guess in the in the before times it would have just been like, you know, we meet up. We were we were on a really good stretch for a while of actually practicing once a week, uh, which is quite difficult when you're dealing with a six member band of people who like have jobs and you know social lives and the like i mean Alyssa is the closest thing we have to someone who could be described as a, a full-time musician and i know that you've been working other jobs as well uh in the meantime but for a while we were you know on a on a good stretch of actually practicing like, like really regularly and so sometimes i would just bring a, a a song demo, something that like I recorded in advance, we'd go over it. Um, and then people would write to, to that basically. I mean, Alyssa, how would you, how would you describe it? Um, I'm sorry. I totally, I did know the question and then I spaced out <laughs> one more writing, time. Writing. writing process. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Oh, wow. Just my brain in that moment. Um, Cause I know that yeah. yours is like you, you're, pretty involved in terms of like making yourself sheet music <laughs> yeah i'd say um i'm a little different i i come from like a classical music background which i, I don't feel like it's better one way or another um but i have a lot of difficulty just like walking in and being like let's jam i'm like no you can't hear me mess up uh no 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 so like i really I love when Ben will send me like a demo and then I'll like sit down and listen to the song and write out the sections and be like, yeah, there are like four measures here. Four measures. Just because I always have to be overprepared, you know, a drummer's life, drummer can't mess up. But uh, <laughs> I'd say I'm getting better at it and uh, at like just trying things for fun. I think the pandemic makes you lo loosen your control on things. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd say it's it's been really good. That's normally how I approach it. And then we just kind of like work on stuff together in person usually. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to sometime in the in the 
relatively near future get together. Um, we're all in Philadelphia or in different areas of Philadelphia, but we're we're just spread out enough that like we we've kind of gotten together as a band I think once since the first imposition of quarantine restrictions. Um, I guess like one and a half times if you count the the day that that Sean and Alyssa came over uh, to get some T-shirts from <laughs> from my apartment. Um, but we're all you know eager, excited to to get back together and start start practicing again. Yeah, that's one thing I am I can't wait for is for like shows to to start again and um you know maybe do some interviews at shows instead of live from a South Philly bedroom. But <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's working out fine for me so far, so I guess I can't complain too much. Um Alyssa, I have to say yeah, you I'm are... out in I'm out in West and then Okay. Oh sorry, what's up? No, I was going to say, Alyssa, you might be the first drummer that I've ever heard say that. Like, you can't hear me mess up. Like, every drummer that I've ever known is just like, fuck it, I'll hit something here. Like, get it together. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I. it's a very rare thing. I mean, music school kind of, I'd say, fucked me up in a lot of ways. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm very much like a perfectionist, and this band has helped me let go of that. So that's very good. <laughs> but you kind of took, like, a circuitous route to rock drumming. Like, it's yeah. not... It's not the traditional like I got I got some drums from my parents when I was twelve and I played Blink One Eighty Two songs. Yeah, no, I just always wanted to be cool, and uh, uh, you know, I was like one day, and then Ben was like, "Join my band," and I was like, "Emo band, cool, yeah, let's do it." <laughs> no, it was uh, it was good, so I'm glad I'm glad to be here. <laughs> but yeah, Alyssa is a. Uh, a Classically trained percussionist, specifically on the marimba, I believe. Oh, yeah. Marimba, timpani. Like, if you go to the orchestra and, and you listen to, like, Beethoven, <laughs> I'm, like, back there, like, crashing some cymbals together. And I was tired of being the only person in the orchestra with a mullet, so that's why I started <laughs> playing uh, drums set. <laughs> More my speed. <laughs> I, I, I got to imagine that there are just some accidental mullets in, in the orchestra, like, even without trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, How, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what would you call Beethoven's hairstyle? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was big. I feel like. Finger in the electric socket, I don't know, maybe? Just like the, a shag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Because you can't you can't call it the Albert Einstein because it was of of course before Einstein. Yeah, Einstein's was actually yeah, like bigger though question. and like wider, I think. Honestly, that's not too dissimilar to what you have right now, Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, if I just like put a bit. Oh my god! Honestly, oh no! <laughs> I need to go get a haircut. <laughs> I mean, my my hair does that if I don't get it cut too. I was fortunate to get in oh, a, week, a week or so ago. Yeah, I literally just cut my hair like, looking like Beethoven on Monday because I was a I was going to be on camera for it, and I was just like, 
and I had been putting it off for weeks. And I was just like, fuck this. And like, I ran upstairs and, and like, just cut my own hair in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm done. Like we can't, I'm not going on, on camera like this. It's not happening. Have you been, have you been cutting your own since the, the start of quarantine? I've been cutting my own since uh, about 2011. That would, and, that would do know, it. I stopped for a while. Um, you know, I moved out in Louisiana for a while and I stopped because, uh, like, you know, and then I started again and then I moved back to Philly and I stopped and then started again. It's like after a while, like, you know, in Louisiana, I couldn't get a haircut for under 20 bucks. And then, like, over here, I'm, I was, like, I was paying, like, 15 bucks. And then, like, I saw this pair of clippers for, like, 11 bucks. And I'm, like, I know I know how to do this. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> the, math, the, the math checks out there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I only you see my hair. It's all, all a simple thing. I just do a one cut all the way around. And it's just, like, clean up the back with a, with a little hand mirror. Good to go. I'm not. I'm not a fancy man. <laughs> so, it works. I like it. It's working. It's working for you. Don't Thanks, spend that appreciate money. It. <laughs> your your Beethoven mullet isn't that bad either. <laughs> it's very. Thank you. I'm about to go shave my head. <laughs> just grab it. Just do it like you're eight years old. Grab a pair of scissors and snip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> so, um. Tell me some more about the record. Like, what were some uh, like inspirations on on that? And um, you know, what are your plans? Like, any? I noticed you guys didn't have like any music videos or anything like that. Like, what are your plans on the, on all that kind of stuff going forward? Um, this also gives me the a chance to both kind of do a plug and then ask Alyssa about something that that I saw that I we haven't had a chance to talk about yet which is the Liz Delise video Ooh, yeah I just I just saw a clip of it but like that was cool tell us a little bit about that oh um I'm in another band um it's kind of like a Saint Vincent-esque uh, sound uh with two people uh Liz Delise and Mark Water in Philly they're very cool um and we just made our first like music video together. Um, we like quarantined up and then went in this uh, office space uh, um, owned by uh, amazing Jacqueline O'Connell. Uh, they're like a creative director um, for Bittersweet Media. I'm dropping a lot of names. I just I'm grateful for everybody's amazing work. All I had to do was stand there and lip sing. Uh, but yeah, Jacqueline like put together this awesome video for this song fire it's real creepy like i don't know there's there's a big uh creepy like soulless family vibes ben did he say you watched it already or no i i haven't i saw the clip on twitter uh it, the whole thing's been posted right yeah yeah cool um the uh, whole thing's got like hot girl lighting so <laughs> i noticed that yeah so uh, it's also now? relevant because hot girl lighting <laughs> It's like, I, I don't even know, honestly, I, I need to ask a teen because I'm probably not making the right reference. But I think there's something like hot girl lighting. It's like 
you know, colored lighting. It's very dark, but then like one color, like green or red or something. I don't know. It's hot. That's, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's also relevant because Mark, who plays the bass in Liz's band, is that correct? Or does he play guitar? Yep. Bass extraordinaire. Plays cool. a Rick. <laughs> plays a Rick. Well, uh, he... Um, he engineered our record. Uh, we were in the studio up at Headroom with, with him for, what like, I I guess it was on and off over the course of a month. It was like you know four or five sessions or something like that. Um, he, I mean, he has uh, almost as as big a part in how well the record turned out as anyone in the band. Like, uh, would highly highly recommend Mark's. Um, services to anyone who's looking to make a record uh he like he he's really easy to talk to and went like above and beyond the the scale or like he didn't just press the record button if that makes sense he he helped us make creative decisions that i think made the record a million times better than it would have had we just you know tried to do it ourselves or or worked with someone who who didn't who wasn't putting all of themselves into the into the recording process. Uh, yeah, Mark's excellent. Um, in terms of uh, a music video, I think that's actually that's actually homework I have from the <laughs> from our label is like um, figuring out how to do something like that. Um, we were talking originally uh, about how the record came together, what inspirations we had for it, and then what what plans uh, we have going forward. I mean, there's there's any number of of you know ways that I could walk you through the like oh this song's about this or that. Um generally they're they're not that deep uh and um they're just kind of collections of whatever I was I was thinking about at the time. Uh In terms of future plans, um we are vaguely working on LP2. Um, I don't want to like go too far into descriptions on that too early because obviously we haven't been able to practice really yet. But I feel like I feel like as soon as we can all get back together, we'll be able to, you know, really knuckle down and make something that like feels like a, I don't know, I, I, I think that you always want the next thing you're, that you're working on to be to be better than the thing you made before, uh, and I I feel like especially now that we've we've had the experience of making the first record and like that was my first studio record I think it was the first studio record for a couple people in the band, but now that we've gone through that process, uh, I I I feel like really excited to to do it again with the same people and to to work through. Um, yeah, to work through a, a second record. Okay. I actually met... Um, I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> it did. It did. Um, you know, because, yeah, like... I, I understand that sentiment of, like, yeah, I could just tell you this song's about this and this song's about that. But, like, you know, that overall, like... I find that, like, a lot of records have, like a like, an overall, like arc like of you know and um you know like you said it's just it's what someone's going through at the time just kind of like encapsulated on mm -hmm. on a on a record um 
you mentioned your label, Count Your Lucky Stars. Actually, that's how I uh, first uh, stumbled upon you guys. I was, I believe his name is Keith. I was like exchanging like some Twitter messages with him and then like, you know, checked out the label and, and things like that. Um, you guys got any favorites other than yourselves, obviously, that are that are on the label? Like any like, we'll just like talk about, you know, your label experience all together, like counting your lucky stars. Well, so I took the last one. Do you want to talk a little bit here? Sure. Um, I'm like the worst person to ask about like my favorite influences and stuff because again, like my, my background, I feel like I just kind of snuck my way into an emo band and it worked out. Um, so, but I like, you know, before this, I feel like I was listening to like Taylor Swift or something like happy pop. I was like, yeah. So, um, but you know, this is my first time with a label and Keith has been like amazing. Um, truly like, what a, what a joy i can't wait till i can hug keith in person i don't know if he feels the same way but uh <laughs> we love keith and um it's just been really interesting because i feel like i've spent all my life you know hoping to make music where i'm on a label and now we're on a label and keith makes it so easy i'm like oh you have to do all this stuff and i don't know anything about the money i just hit the drum and keith is like awesome at helping us uh with that and he's just been great to work with. He totally respects all of us and all our creative endeavors and all of our random uh, 8 p.m. thoughts that we sent to him. So, yeah, he's great. But probably can't say I like all the people on the label. They're also nice. Like, I'm just like, are you nice? Is your music good? Yes, we like you. <laughs> uh, I'm like a... I'm a Count Your Lucky Stars old head, I guess. Um, I was a huge fan of all the stuff that the, the the labels put out back to, you know, 2010, 2011. I was a big Empire Empire fan, big Joie de Vie fan. I'm good friends with uh, Eric from Dowsing. I know a lot of people from, like, the first kind of iteration of Count Your Lucky Stars. Um and some of that stuff's come back recently. Like, uh, I never thought I would hear a new Kitty Hawk release, but Keith just issued a, a tape. I believe it's some sort of compilation of Kitty Hawk rarities and the like uh, that came out just just last week, I think. And I'm really excited to delve into that because Kitty Hawk's Hello Again was one of my favorite records on Count Your Lucky Stars before this, and I'm I'm. I, again, I never thought I'd hear new music from them again, uh, so that's exciting. In addition, um, I guess this is another plug, but we're doing... By the time this airs, we, we will have done it already, so maybe it's not even worth uh, plugging. Uh, I'll try to revise that sentence to speak in the past tense instead. On Friday, May 5th, we did, or have done, or will be doing a like a Twitch live stream show. Uh, we've done it a couple times before. Just, you know, hop on, see one another, play some songs for each other and for whoever happens to stop by. Last time, a couple people from the label joined, including uh, Expert Timing, Warren Franklin. I believe someone from Camp Trash was there as well. Uh, and this week, uh, we're 
happy to be be joined by our friend Kitexa from Fear Not Ourselves Alone, who are uh, the I'm contractually obligated to refer to them as the last punk band in New York. Um, and uh, from the label, thank you. I'm sorry. We'll be we'll be hopping on the stream for a little bit as well. I just confirmed that like half an hour ago. So that's exciting. Uh, I hope that you will have already tuned in by the time you hear this. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely uh, releasing this before May. <laughs> May 5th. So you guys are you guys are good for that. Oh, March 5th, as in tomorrow. Oh, oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's not going to air by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Man, that that last segment has brought so many questions to to mind. You know what? I'm gonna ask all three of them right now, and like we'll see where 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 it goes. Um, specifically, Alyssa, like, how do you think that you're, um, you know, coming from a different background? Like, what do you think that 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 changes as far as like approach rather? I mean, obviously, other than the like plotting out your music and um, and like, what do you think that it that it adds like that it makes like um, that it like makes you guys a little different from from other bands um, and the other I wanted to ask about um, cassette culture because like I know that's in that's a thing and like to me as someone who will you know came up in like the mid 80s and early 90s i'm like like why are they coming back <laughs> but like it's a it's a thing like uh, i'll start Alyssa, yeah i ahead. guess um oh sorry yeah i'll i'll just uh answer your first question real quick uh definitely makes me scared <laughs> which that's the bad part um but i'd say the good part you know i'm not a very loud drummer and i don't know if that's good or bad but like that's a a thing that i always have i i like approach the the kit as more of like less of a drum set and more of just like random sounds like and so like sometimes i'll, I'll think more soundscapey or uh like there's a moment in cat where ben is singing about like breaking ribs and i was like hmm it would be really cool if i play this on the rim and like, I think it just adds to, I think about um, how to make like slight changes that just uh, just like add a little bit of extra color. I'm a big like minimalism fan. And so I love like just adding in one thing. And um, yeah, so I'd say, you know, I'm not afraid to wait. And I'm also, but I'm also not like, <sighs> like I'm definitely more about, um, more about like creating a nice landscape. And I think that works with the slow core genre uh, because nobody needs me to uh, show off my fills on the kit the whole time, you know, it doesn't suit the music, so. Yeah, I think the fact that we're not just all emo music fans is part of what keeps our music from falling into the, you know, boring slow song trap that it otherwise could easily fall into and like it's what's been really great for for me as a songwriter working with this this group of people and that like I can 
compose a, a demo or a song that's very slow, very repetitive, not all that much going on, and have complete confidence that like through working with the band, we'll be able to turn it into something unique and cool and something that's you know a little bit different from from other works that I've heard before. I think if we were all going into writing a song, thinking about like, you know, let's make this sound like a Carissa's Weird song, for example, which is the way I approach it, honestly, a lot of the time. They're one of my favorite bands. I I love that that kind of feel or that kind of music. But the fact that, you know, I mean, Sean is an incredibly talented guitar player who's, you know, classically trained and also played in different, like, you know, more emo, twinkly bands. Mike's a Jersey Saves the Day guy. Alyssa's a multi-instrumentalist on percussion. Anna's, you know, on violin. She's more influenced by, like, classical orchestral stuff than she is by any modern band that's used a violin. And I think that it's the ability to combine all of those influences and, and make something new and creative out of it that that keeps goalie songs interesting and makes the writing them just a real a real treat for for me and uh for everyone else um in terms of the other question with respect to uh putting out the album on cassette first off i i don't i don't know if i could explain the the draw of of doing so other than it's it's nice to be able to pick some material thing up instead of just streaming music or buying it on Bandcamp or something like that. I think that, I don't know, uh, it just, it feels more real when you can hold it in, in your hands. And it's nice to be able to, it's nice to be able to take something that you, that you worked on, like an album or like a song or an EP or whatever, and to to turn it into some some physical good that you can you can see and hold and touch and share with your friends and you know in this case own and sell to people uh, it's nice it feels good and they're sense. only five bucks which which is a steal <laughs> yeah so like I said like being like a kid in like in the time that I grew up I was like all right cassettes came then they went and then like like now they're now they're back like okay and know like and i'm just sitting there like do people even have things to play these on anymore <laughs> but uh i guess we'll find a way it's funny because it's funny because i have you know like i can see next to my my vinyl lp shelf is like a stack of cassette tapes that's on a higher shelf so that my cat can't knock them all over um and all of them are just tapes from friends bands or tapes from bands I saw at some show in 2015 or whatever. And I don't have a cassette player. Uh, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend does. Um, she has like a Walkman that she actually got after the Goalie album came out for like 15 bucks online. And we we listened to the Goalie album on it and it it doesn't sound good <laughs> because the Walkman is not good and the headphones that came with it are not good. <laughs> Um, it's in terms of fidelity, uh, vastly superior experience to just, you know, stream it on Bandcamp or whatever, but you can't, 
I mean, you can hand a, a Bandcamp download code to someone at, at a show or something like that, but it doesn't it doesn't feel the same as having actually you know produced something. So we only have a couple more minutes left. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you, the record, online, socials, and, and all that fun stuff? Yeah, so on Twitter and Instagram, we are at the goalie band. Um, we are thegoalie.bandcamp.com. We also have t-shirts available at at thegoalie.bigcartel.com. That site's also linked to on our Bandcamp. Um, you can pick up the album on, on Bandcamp from us or from our label, Count Your Lucky Stars Records. Uh, CYLSRecords.com is, I believe, the, the website there. You I'll double check that. Um, they, got, they got tapes of the record up. Uh, they might have something else soon, um, spoilers, but uh, is there anything I'm forgetting, Alyssa? Yes, follow us on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and do that if you want to, yeah. Yeah, Sean and I are trying to uh, get with the youths and we're making TikToks, but they're really just wholesome friend TikToks. They have almost nothing to do with the goalie, but it's great. <laughs> they sent they sent one to the, the band group chat a couple weeks ago and Sean and Alyssa are basically neighbors and have been able to kind of hang out over the course of the past year. Uh, I'm out in West Philly and haven't really seen anyone. So, I mean, we could be there. One day. One day. Nice. All right. Thanks. It was, awesome. it was right. a great talking hey. to you guys. Thanks, Dwayne. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right. Bye, I'll catch you Bye. in real life one day. Hope so. Yeah. All right. See ya. I had such an interesting conversation with these two post-interview. My mailing list subscribers will undoubtedly have access to that bonus content. So click the link in the description to subscribe to the Beyond the Static podcast mailing list so we don't have to depend on algorithms to stay connected. And don't forget to check out the goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick on Instagram and Twitter. It's the goalie band or the goalie.bandcamp.com. And also they are on TikTok. So if you're TikToking out there, check out the goalie's anxiety at the penalty kick. You can hear Beyond the Static on Spotify, YouTube, and on Anchor.fm. Please like, subscribe, and follow on whichever platform you prefer, preferably all of them. Um, Instagram and Facebook, it is Beyond the Static Podcast. Twitter is BTS Podcast, or you can visit my website, www.beyondthestaticpodcast.tk. And if you're gracious enough to support the show, a thousand thanks in advance. You know, you can find me at buymeacoffee.com slash beyondthestatic or ko-fi.com slash podcast. So thanks again for listening. Um, next week's guest is to be determined, but I can promise you they will be a great time. So... Have a lovely day, evening, or weekend, and I will see y'all next week.